Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast, featuring Todd Fisher and Andy Taylor, a podcast for church leaders focusing on expository preaching, pastoral leadership, and ministry. Welcome to the Feeding and Leading Podcast. I'm Andy Taylor, and as always, I am joined by our Executive Director, Dr. Todd Fisher. Todd? How are you, sir? I am well, and you? I'm good. I'm good. It's a busy season. It is a busy season, but uh, it's good, and uh, I'm staying busy, going around and still meeting with pastor <laughs> groups and preaching to different things and churches, and it's uh, it's good. Yes. Going well. Same here. Holidays are upon us. Yes, sir. And uh, and although in, in pastoral ministry it's a difficult time, it's a good time. It is. And lots of great opportunities. It is. That's right. Today, we are going to talk about communicating information effectively in the church. And I think it comes at a very good time because as we as we look at the turning of the calendar for a new year, a uh, lot of plans are coming up. We're actually going to do a couple other podcasts that are involved with that. And um, and it's a good time because there are lots of new events that we are looking at generally as we turn the calendar and, and come into a new year. And we need to be very conscientious about making sure that our people know what's going on mm-hmm. and, and that we are actually communicating as much as we think we are. Yes. I, I think one of the – just kind of for the listeners to set up or the reason we wanted to do a podcast on this topic, this is a topic I think that is pertinent for large church, small church, any kind of church. And uh, – I think every pastor can tell a story, an example of when there was miscommunication, either with the church membership or miscommunication with staff or with key volunteers, leaders. And, you know, it's that thing where you you, you put something on the calendar, we're, we're going to have this event, and you put it on there. And then about two weeks or the first few days after that event's promoted, <laughs> you know, the, the women's ministry or the men's ministry leader come to you and they say, hey, we're doing our thing on that night. Exactly. And so I think communicating what's happening in the church in terms of events and really even the vision, what you're trying to accomplish, that, that can be a challenging task for pastors at any church. And so that's why we wanted to do this episode today to maybe give some good ideas about how we can effectively not just communicate out to the congregation, but even with amongst our volunteers and leaders, and because that honestly is a source of frustration a lot of times for church members, pastors, leaders in the church when we don't get that communicated properly. And we all know that pastors have enough frustration, so they could maybe put an end to some of this with uh, with some communication. So the fact is, I, I think that you and I would agree with this, Todd, and, and I'm just going to speak for myself on this from when I was a pastor. I, I was not near as good at this as I mm-hmm. either A, thought I was or hoped to be. Um, I, the, the truth is, is that for any organization, not just the church, but I think maybe particularly for the church, because we have this rhythm for which we see the people 
hear the people, talk to the people. It's kind of a Sunday to Sunday or Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, Wednesday, whatever it may be, is that you don't communicate as much as you think you do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Because people people don't get things the first time they hear them. So it has to be uh, – we just don't communicate near as much as we think. Right. And every every pastor listening to this podcast will, will have some testimony of, I had a church member come up to me and say, I didn't know we were doing that. And the pastor's like, I said it four times from the pulpit. We put a slide up. It was, it was in, in the, the newsletter. Bulletin. It was in the bulletin. Yeah. And there is a level to which you can only do what you can do. And right. sometimes right. just people don't listen well. And But maybe part of our challenge of communication and overcoming that is how do we communicate in a way and in and through mediums where it's not the, the mark on the wall? Yeah. You know, like if you're communicating this, the same exact way, I think sometimes people kind of, kind of tune you out a little bit. Yeah. I, I think um, – I, I th- here's the big picture of this is that people in your church want to be in the know. Mm-hmm. They they don't want to feel like they are kind of on the second tier of need to know basis. Mm-hmm. They want to feel like they are um, like the information is being shared with them because they're important. They're a part of it, whether they're in leadership or they're just you know attenders who are coming, mm-hmm. just your average members who who are coming. Everybody wants to be in the know, and people who are in the know. People who feel like they um, have the information, who who really know what's going on, those people are very much more apt to to serve, to be involved, mm-hmm. to be supportive. Um, and so that's why I say that we need to communicate. Whether it's events, let's say you're having a um, you know a, a big uh, Valentine's banquet for your uh, shut-ins or your widows and your deacons are hosting it. Well, that thing's got to be communicated, not just once. It can't be just told from the pulpit. You know, we have multitudes and layers of people that are there, not there, never there, get, they mm-hmm. they receive digital media, they, they get emails, they don't get emails, they, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's got to be communicated multiple times in multiple ways. Right. And, and I think, too, I would add when people know about things, they're more motivated, obviously, to serve in them. But if they don't know about things, I think there's a couple of, of assumptions that people might make. One, if I didn't know about that event, you didn't communicate it very well, then one, it must not be that important. Right. Or it's not really for me or it's not for everybody. And and they may even think, hey, you're not very good at this. <laughs> you know, you need to do a better job of this. Yeah. So um, let's get into what are some specific suggestions that you would give listeners on effective ways for a a pastor, for a church to communicate? Yeah, so I think uh, the very first thing that a church of any size could do is make sure that there's somebody who keeps a kind of a master calendar uh, I think you used the word a gatekeeper. Mm-hmm. Someone uh, that is the church go-to person 
that is able to, to look a few weeks down the road, a few months down the road, what are the upcoming events, and just making sure that everything that is being planned is on a singular calendar right. that is accessible. A centralized thing. Right, right. That's one of the frustrations when we're not communicating well is when we overlap things. So you plan an event, somebody else planned an event on top of it. Uh, I needed the van, you know, yeah. for this event. Well, I need the van for this event. So, yeah, if there's a centralized room, place in the in the office, and, and if there's a work room, a break room, or whatever in the office, and there's a big calendar there that everybody knows to go right on that. And uh, Or, as you just said, if there's a person in the – and pastor, try not to make it you. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> although, uh, although you need to know. Yes, that's right. Yeah. But if that's a part of the culture where we all know there's a centralized place that we go to check before we're going to put something on the calendar, before we're going to plan something. Yeah. And, and you know, Todd, I had to, I had to force myself um, to consistently look at that. Mm-hmm. As the mm-hmm. senior pastor, I, I, had to, I had to do it with my own calendar on my phone. I, I mean, I would put stuff on my phone, and then I would forget to look at my phone, right. at my phone calendar. Right. So, so I, I would do this. When we would have, at our church, we had staff meetings. Uh, perhaps at your church, you don't have staff meetings, but maybe you have a particular meeting that happens every week. Just setting yourself in your mind, your own reminder that before that happens, I'm going to go look at the calendar. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go scan over the next month. And maybe you think I'm on, on this each week, I'm going to look at the next five weeks. Mm-hmm. And so that keeps shifting down. And it just reminds you, you look at what's going on. And then thinking through this grid, and I think this is important too, developing a grid, maybe on a piece of paper, maybe in your own mind, what has to be communicated to our people this week. Right. So as a senior pastor, I'm thinking, what needs to be communicated to the staff? What needs to be communicated to the deacons? What needs to be communicated to the people at large? Right. And that's good because obviously some events you need to be communicating a good amount of time out ahead of the event. And if you have a grid, if you have that kind of a plan – what you just said, hey, this week we need to be talking, and you need to look down the road like, hey, it's we're doing vacation Bible school, so it's time two months ahead of time to start asking for volunteers. And if you do that, it, it keeps you from doing it at the last minute. You right. Know, hey, we're going to ask for volunteers. We forgot to ask, you know, and it's a week away. So that's a really good thing. A couple, a couple of specific things I would suggest for, for pastors to do. And, and what we're talking about here is really great on the planning and communicating, but just the straight-up communicating, thinking about in-house with your key – with the staff or with key volunteers and leaders in your church. Think about having a group text or think about using group me or some kind of means to which you can communicate uh, with your phone. And that keeps a good channel of communication open. And then as you think about it or as someone else thinks about it, you know, these are kind of the key principal folks in your church that you need to be communicating with. So the group text or the group me thing I think is a good way of doing the in-house inter-church leadership communication is, is a 
I think would be a good idea for people to use. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I would do that. Um, I, I would use it in a way that was almost my own um, uh, written record mm-hmm. of something. So, I, you know, I might be I might be doing something else, and I and I just comes to my mind. Wait a minute. We need to talk about this, or this mm-hmm. needs to be. Com- and it may not be exactly the appropriate time for me to be communicating it with that committee or that deacon or or the staff. But I would just shoot that very quickly to them, so it's done, mm-hmm. and, and then it serves as a reminder for me to go back and look at it as well. Okay, so communicating to the church, um, I'll kind of throw some things out there, and then you you add in with me here. Yeah. Um, I think it's important that that we don't assume in communication that, oh, well, I'll put it in a bulletin, and that was enough. Um, but I think it, it, you almost think about communicating an event and really communicating your vision, commun- any, any, throwing a net out or putting as many hooks in the water as you can, if that's an, a vision, an imagery we can use here. Yeah. Uh, put something in the bulletin. If you use a projector and screen and put slides, put it put it in the slides. Yeah. Put it in the weekly or monthly newsletter. Um, put it on a bulletin board. Tape it to yep. the wall in a high traffic area. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's it's a little. Uh, I don't know if this is a little too t- TMI here, but. Put it in the bathrooms. Yeah, you know, anywhere Absolutely. where people are going to be, you know, looking. Yeah, uh, where people are focusing. So, um, and then of course, the pulpit, and and that's where, as the pastor, you're driving a lot of this communication. Where mm-hmm. and you, you from the pulpit, I think even with your voice, with your inflection, with your you know, people can just see from your body language, tone, everything. Wow, this is an important event. Exactly. And you know, it. And if it is an important event, it's not something that you just tack on at the very end and you speak through it real fast, like the little, the little minutia that they do at the end of a of a car commercial on the radio. <laughs> you know, where they have to put all the little disclaimers in there. <laughs> you know, don't 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 do that from the pulpit. <laughs> This medicine will cause exactly bleeding in your eyes, your nose, yeah, all that. So I think as many hooks as you can put in the water, as many layers, and and one of the things that will help you with is you're always going to have that person that just doesn't hear it, but if other people are getting it, then they'll kind of communicate amongst themselves as well. Mm -hmm. But I think this idea of getting as many hooks and as many layers and as many types of media that you can get in front of them to communicate. Yeah. That's a good idea. And and probably uh, communicating something, you know, enough as much and in many different ways until you almost feel like, wow, we're all kind of tired of hearing about this. Exactly. Then you know I think you've communicated it well. Yeah. When everybody's sick of it, then do it again. <laughs> and and then and then you know that they probably have gotten it. Todd, I, I would I would also say I think that this is a uh, is a good idea, and this is a regardless of the size of your church. Um, in in every church, there are people who are using social media, whether it be Twitter, mm-hmm. Facebook, Instagram, whatever it is. Find someone or someone's mm-hmm. who will 
a layperson in your church who will be the social media person mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. So someone who can create uh, something that they can put on Facebook to say, hey, we're having this, um, this banquet that's coming up, and, and they're going to put it out on the same schedule, essentially, that you're going to be doing it on Sunday mornings, mm-hmm. that you're putting in the bulletins, but that it's just coming from a multitude of different ways so that people are just in the know. Now, for me, like me, I, I, don't, I don't use social media. I used to. I don't anymore. But there are plenty of people who, who do and, and actually live a lot of their life on there. Yeah. And so this would yeah. be a great place for us to engage someone who perhaps is not that – not a teacher, mm-hmm. not, not going to be the person that you want greeting at the front door. Right. But this would be a great place right. for that – maybe a teenager. Yeah, and on social media – your people can help communicate it because they can share a post, they'll comment, they'll they'll do that. You know, one thing I would say, Andy, is when we talk about communication, I want to just kind of back up and look a little bit more at 30,000-foot view here and just the church overall. When you're communicating a lot, you're communicating events, you're communicating your vision, you're communicating about new small groups, you're communicating things – I think it kind of speaks to the fact there is life in your church. Yeah. And it's like, hey, wow, we got things going on at this church. Right. And I'm not saying we just need to do a bunch of events to do events and be busy, right. obviously. But I guess what I would say, and I would kind of challenge pastors a little bit, is <laughs> we're having a whole episode on communicating things. I think one of the things I would want to say is have something that you need to communicate about. Yeah. Um, you know, be your your vision, um, of not just events, but whatever you're trying to do in terms of discipleship and evangelism and the things that a church should be doing. Um, have have you need to be doing things in a church that you should be communicating about? And if you have nothing to communicate about, I think wow, that's a big check there. <laughs> yeah, you, you need to examine that. Why why not? Because it says something about not only about the life of the church, it also says something about your leadership. Yeah. And, you know, we want to lead our people well. And, and like you said, it's not just about us doing events, mm-hmm. but it's about, it's about what are these set up to do and, and communicating something with passion mm-hmm. and with intentionality. And, man, I am the worst person to talk about this, but with creativity. Mm-hmm. Uh, it says a lot uh, about us. And so um, I, I would just add to that, I, we need to communicate early, mm-hmm. maybe earlier than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, so you're going to Falls Creek, student pastor, you know, and, and you think that you need to communicate it six weeks out. Maybe you need right. to push it back a little bit more. Right. Yeah. Uh, and, and then I would say, and often, early yeah. and often, you, you're not going to say it. Mm-hmm. You're not going to say it too much because as soon as you, before you know it, the event is on you. Right. And then how many times you've done this? The event is on you, and you go, "Man, we just didn't. Yeah. Do, we, we didn't, didn't promote say it enough. that enough. Yeah. We didn't say it enough times. Yeah. And and be clear in your communication. Be creative in your communication. Um, ways that you can communicate where it doesn't become that mark on the wall. Right. And yeah. just you know mix it up. Yeah. Um, using other people. Even right. even you know in the church service, exactly. uh, hey, we're going to have a big men's event. 
Uh, one Sunday, you as the pastor make that announcement, but the next, have have the guy who's going to be cooking all the barbecue or something. Have you know if 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 he is willing and able to do that, and you know have him get up there and say something. Um, I think using using lay people in that is is an effective tool yeah. to communicate and to promote things. Yeah, um, as well. Hundred percent. That's that's exactly right. Well, I I just want, I thought that we needed to do this because it's not n- enough just to plan mm-hmm. events or direction or um, you know I hate to use the word but I'll use it programming. Mm-hmm. It's not enough just to plan those things. You have to plan to communicate those things mm-hmm. so that your people know. Right. Totally agree, bro. Okay. I think it's been good. All right. Well, thank you again for joining us for the Feeding and Leading.